Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Wow Podcast. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway, and I have on the line Whitney Hogan. She is the author of The Pain is Real, But the Promise is Eternal, What to Do When God's Will Hurts. Whitney, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. So can you tell me a little bit about your book? Sure. So my book is called The Pain is Real, But the Promise is Eternal what to do when God's will hurts. And it's an honest account of a hurting Christian. So it's not, you know, that cliche book with a whole lot of scriptures and and statements. It's more so an honest account of when God's will hurts, what do you do? Um, My book is broken down into four sections. The sections are pain, promise, process, and purpose. And so it takes you through how to um, still have a relationship with God while you're in pain? What are God's promises for you concerning your pain? What process will you have to endure to be healed from your pain? And then how can you take your pain and um, use it for your purpose? So that's just like a short synopsis of how the, what the book is about. So I understand that you've experienced a lot of pain. Your husband passed away. Can you tell me, you know, what happened and, and how are you coping with that? Sure. So my husband, Stephen, um, passed away in 2012. So it's been five, almost six years. Um, he died 20 days before his 31st birthday. He had a rare lung disease. He had happened, he had a double lung transplant when he was 25. And um, his father died from this disease when he was in his 30s. Um, my husband made it four and a half years with his transplanted lungs before he had lung rejection. And then he was sick for a year, um, and then he passed away um, in July of 2012. Um, he was 30, 20 days before turning 31. I was 25, um, almost 26, and then my sons, Quincy and Kevin, were five and two at the time. So it was interesting during that time because my husband was a full-time minister. You know, we had crazy faith. We would believe in God to heal him, whether he healed him supernaturally or provided him with another transplant. It didn't matter. We just totally trusted God. And for me, I never imagined that God would allow my husband to die. You know, I just never thought he would do that. I just didn't think that he would allow that. And so um, in the five years since he's passed, God has been more than faithful. Um, He has provided a support system for me and my boys that is phenomenal, my friends, my family members, my coworkers. Um, It's been awesome. Um, He's provided a great church family in Messiah Community Church. He's allowed me to complete three degrees and write a book in five years. So um, he's he's more than faithful, but you have to get to that place where you trust his will at all costs. And so it certainly has not been easy, but he has been more than faithful. That's amazing. I'm so surprised that you're taking everything well, because when I read your story, it made me think about my family. And I was just wondering, you know, how did you cope with it? Because I know for a fact that at least for a few years, I would totally shut down. So with that being said, I wanted to know, what is your writing process? You know, how do you get yourself going? Like, how do you get that inspiration? 
So it's interesting because I love to write. I've been a writer since I was a kid. Um, God gave me the title for this book in February of 2013. I didn't start writing it until December of last year. <laughs> um, I had to live it first. Um, I had to live it, you know, through grieving, through counseling, through all of the trials that have happened over the past five years specifically. Um, and then once I, you know, was praying and fasting and I got to that place where I was ready to write, I just honestly just got started. You know, I just started right the first page, right for 10 minutes a day. And I just committed to I'm going to write every single day. You know, I made that time, whether it was early in the morning or late at night, you know, after my boys went to bed. I just made time to write. And I had to kind of relive some of the experiences, which was tough (laughs) because I didn't want to live them the first time, let alone reliving them. But I had to just get in that space. And honestly, I had to get uncomfortable because I feel like that's when the truth pours out is when you're uncomfortable. And so I had to get to that place of this is how I really felt. And I had to separate myself from my friends and family as far as not writing based on what I want them to know or how I want them to view what I had to say, but just writing my truth and trusting God to do something with it. All right. Speaking about being uncomfortable, how uncomfortable did you feel when your when your son was diagnosed with autism? <laughs> Very. So just to set the scene of how that even came into play, I were, I'm a special education teacher right now. At the time that my son was um, diagnosed, which was five years ago, I was working um, as an assistant and working on my degree to become a teacher. So I already had a passion for children with autism, and I was already working with children with autism. It just didn't really know why I was so drawn to these kids and why I loved them so much, but I did. In the midst of my husband being sick and fighting for his life, I started to notice signs with my son, who at the time was a year and a half. He wasn't making eye contact. He wasn't um, answering to his name. He wasn't speaking. So he was being evaluated during the same time that my husband was sick, and he was diagnosed two and a half months before my husband passed away. So my initial thought, which is going to sound very crazy, but my initial thought when he was diagnosed is, okay, this is something I can work with. You know, I was familiar with autism. I worked with kids with autism. I knew the resources and the early interventions. You know, it was workable to me because I had a husband who at the time was on oxygen and had feeding tubes and needed a lung transplant. I knew nothing about that. So my initial view with autism was, okay, this is something I can handle. (laughs) This is something that I can work with. Um, Now, five and a half years later, I find that um, my son is amazing. He went from nonverbal to now he's reading. So, I mean, early intervention absolutely works. But now it can be more difficult because he's getting older, he's getting bigger, um, and not having that support to, you know, help him can be really difficult. And also giving to my students all day and then coming home and having to be a full-time mom and there is no one to tag team with at home can be quite challenging. And let's face it, the world we live in today, we are a very judgmental society. You know, it's appalling. Um, Just last week, my son had a tantrum in Walmart. It was overwhelming to him. It was loud. He was overstimulated. He got really upset. And, you know, I'm trying to focus on him, but there were people that were yelling at us, and there were people that took out their phones to record us. And so, you know, it's hard. 
And it's hard to maintain your composure when you know that your child is not being a brat. They actually had a legitimate, you know, situation that other people don't understand. But I just put one foot in front of the other. You know, I, I just put right. one foot in front of the other, and I trust God, and I'm thankful for my son, and autism will never define him. So can you tell us where we could find your books? Absolutely. So my book, again, is called The Pain is Real, But the Promise is Eternal, What to Do When God's Will Hurts. It is available on Amazon. It's available on Barnes & Noble's website, and it's also available on my um, my website. I'm the owner of She Hills Publishing. I self-published my own book. Um, my website is www.sheheelspublishing.com, and that's where you can find my book there. All upcoming and future books will be there. You can also find information on um, how to reach me personally. Um, I also do public speaking and some interviews, and so all of those things are there. Great. Well, it's such an honor to talk to you. I really have a lot of respect for anyone who self-published and even, you know, submitted their manuscript to a traditional publisher. It was such an honor to speak with you. Whitney Hogan, she is the author of The Pain is Real, But the Promise is Eternal, What to Do When God Wills Hurt. Go check out our book on Amazon. My name is Darshawn McAway. I'm the host of Wild Podcast. Thank you for coming on the show with me. Thank you.